1: Or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
3: All right, got to take a break and talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker, or a dipper, looking to ditch the ashtray or spit cup, look no further than Zinn. Zinn's made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. It's available in two strengths, so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zen earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zyn swag, and even gift cards. Find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zyn.com. I'll spell it ZYN.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, Aaron Schatz, the creator of DVOA at FTN Sports these days. Um, by the way, Aaron, tell everybody what they can get at FTN, where they should go. Sure.
4: You go to ftnfantasy.com, and specifically ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA for all of my content and stuff about DVOA. And with a Stats Plus subscription, you'll get all of the DVOA splits by down, by zone, historical numbers back to 1981 and all kinds of good stuff. I love it. And
3: uh, as he moves forward, he'll try to get to 1980, 1979, so on and so forth, if he can get there, We're hoping
4: to do 1979 and 1980 this off season, yep. Love it,
3: love it. Um, okay, before we get to awards, because we were talking about this through the break also, top of the draft. And I think you're right. I think Chicago, because I was a proponent of the Rams moving on from golf and starting, restarting at quarterback. They did the opposite. But I believe like the economic stru, the ec- economic system of the NFL is cruel because you got to make these nine-figure decisions on guys like Cousins and Dak. You know, guys that you don't know if they're going to be Hall of Famers, and you can't over, and you can't now uh, exploit their rookie contract and pay other players. So it's this cruel system in the NFL. But with the Cardinals, you're saying it's different than the Bears because Kyler's already on a deal.
4: Yeah, all indications are that the Cardinals will keep Kyler Murray as their quarterback. And I think part of it is because if they trade him, all that bonus and stuff all accelerates onto their cap. With Fields in Chicago, the issue is his second contract. They don't want to give him the second contract. With Murray, they've already done it. So if they trade him, they have to take a big cap hit that Chicago doesn't have to take if they trade Fields. So, all indications are the Cardinals will keep will keep Murray, which means the top four, if the top four is what we think it will be, you'll end up with Chicago, Washington, and New England taking quarterbacks, because Jaden Daniels is now considered a pretty clear number three, and Arizona taking Marvin Harrison. Mm, okay. We got, we got a few months to stew on that. It's going to be fascinating. And I mentioned to you... The Phil people like Drake May a lot, like more than other North Carolina quarterbacks. In fact, I like the idea of a bet on Drake May to be the number one pick. I think the odds are something like plus 400 or something. Wow. The idea that he might pass Caleb Williams and be the number one pick, I think uh, that's a good bet.
3: That, that, that was Aaron's response into me off air going, oh, no, I don't want them to draft Drake May. We have Sam Howell. What's the difference there? And he's like, oh, no, the film people love Drake May. So, <laughs> Plus we'll So
5: 425 over at DraftKings.
3: Plus right 425 to be the number one pick. Okay. Uh, awards. You are one of the 50 AP voters for all NFL awards. Now, to the extent you can, because I know now we're getting close and you might want to be a little more coy than you were before. But let's go through these one by one. MVP, your thoughts. The Lamar Jackson thing is really complicated
4: because statistically he's not one of the top three or four quarterbacks this year. But you have to give him some credit for what the Ravens offense has done otherwise, because his gravity opens things up for the running game. So it's interesting. Uh, I haven't decided yet whether I'm voting for Lamar Jackson. Uh, Josh Allen or Dak Prescott. It probably depends on some on what happens in the final week of the season.
3: Josh Allen, 35 to 1. Dak Prescott, 18 to 1. Lamar Jackson, minus 20,000. Yep. Okay. Uh, Let us move on to offensive rookie of the year. There is... Oh, another hard one. This is hard, right? CJ Stroud or a guy who's four catches and 30 yards away from breaking both... The rookie receiving receptions and receiving yards records, Puka Nakua.
4: I always say it's a little surprising that Nakua only comes out with something like the ninth or 10th best rookie season by DYAR, which is my stat for total value. So I have to look into a little bit more why he doesn't come out higher in that stat, whereas Stroud comes out as something like the 6th or 7th best rookie quarterback in
3: the last 40 years. By the way, didn't you have a little quirk? Didn't you have like Jonathan Mingo as the worst rookie wideout ever?
4: Yep, Jonathan Mingo comes out with the worst D-Y-A-R of any rookie uh, <laughs> wideout ever, but that doesn't mean he necessarily is going to have a bad career because right. Plaxico Burris is on that list too, and so uh-huh. is Quinn Early, Quinn Early, and they had very good careers.
3: Okay, Defensive Rookie of the Year, which if you if you were staring at the betting markets, I like to say it all the time, we who, who bet are very much way too close to the sun on a lot of things. Jalen Carter was this massive favorite. And Jalen Carter like doesn't even take a like a big percentage of snaps on the Eagles' defense. That is now changing. Where do you stand on Defensive Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I'm totally forgetting the name of the
4: kid from the Rams. Kobe, uh, the Kobe Turner. Tackle. Kobe Turner. Yeah, but he all of a sudden showed up on the uh, gambling boards like yesterday. I may mean, like I- the fact is that there is now some talk about him, but I, I my guess is it's still going to Jalen. Carter. It's tough because Jalen Carter is not a guy who gets stats. But like, for example, the PFF grading loves him, loves him this year. Uh, You also have to consider Devin Witherspoon, I think, and Will Anderson.
3: Devin Witherspoon's been fantastic, and yeah, Will Anderson's a favorite. Uh, by the way, I may have the guy later on the show that is responsible for the Kobe Turner appearance, <laughs> uh, Jason Weigart, coming up. All right, uh, let us so, – and by the way, I'll just throw this in. So offensive player of the year then by default becomes McCaffrey? Or Hill. Or Hill. Oh, you still you still might consider Hill. Okay. I would still
4: – I'm still considering Hill. McCaffrey and Hill with um, – lamb or aj brown or brandon Ayuk number
3: three okay brandon Ayuk on that list um coach of the year where kevin stefanski now is a huge favorite um
4: there are so many really good candidates for this award i can't really talk about
3: about where I'm going. <laughs> okay, because when you were on, I just want to remind folks, when you were on four weeks ago, you were like, I'm, I'm all about Dan Campbell because he's, and I remember your your thinking was best combo of old school and newfangled analytics. I'll paraphrase.
4: Uh, Stefanski is a good combination of those two things as well. But I think that a lot of what is going on in Cleveland this year is not Stefanski. It's Jim Schwartz.
3: Okay that was the most coy of his answers. Okay, that's interesting. That can I translate that to that's the most confusing one for you like in terms of who to go with?
4: Probably, but there's a lot of confusing ones.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh here's the one that is, is in in some ways confusing because there's no criteria, but in other ways I thought you made a great point last time where you're like, "Well, look, Demar Hamlin's either your number 1 or he's not on your ballot," which is comeback player of the year. You were pretty clear where you stood with this one, I thought, that it wouldn't be Demar for you. It's really hard, um, how do I say this
4: nicely? I don't wanna look like a jerk. Okay, yes, you really do have to preface. What Demar Hamlin has yes. done is amazing. What Demar Hamlin has done to get back to practicing and playing like even just a couple of snaps is fantastic. But are you going for the best comeback or are you going for the best player? Because if you're going for the best comeback, it's Demar Hamlin. If you're going for the best player who came back in some way, It's actually like Tua Tagovailoa or Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson, all of whom had injuries at the end of last year.
3: I'm writing down Aaron Schatz, horrible human being. Let me get that off of my yeah, notes right now. I mean, yeah. I don't want, yeah.
4: I honestly don't want to, I'm going to make my votes known, and I don't want it to yeah. be like, oh, you're the only person who didn't vote for DeMar Hamlin. I'll admit that there's pressure there.
3: <laughs> I hope we're going to get the news story the next day. 49 people voted for Hamlin. There was one person who went with an actual football. No, it, it, it's going to be
4: interesting. I, I will say, I don't quite get the Flacco thing. If you're, I guess the Flacco thing is trying to balance the two. Because if you're doing the best comeback, it's Hamlin. And if you're doing the best player, it's Lamar.
3: But Flacco, you would think, is the is the default. Like, the guy who is the comeback He's player. sort of
4: halfway in between, yeah. right? It's like a really interesting comeback, and he's been good, even right. if he hasn't been as good as, like, Brock Purdy coming back from the torn ulnar ligament, or Tua coming back from the concussions, or Lamar Jackson coming back from whatever the injury was at the end of last year.
3: Defensive player of the year? Uh,
4: A pass rusher.
3: A pass rusher. Okay.
4: I don't know yet which
3: one. One of these guys, I'll vote for number one. Micah, Miles, TJ, you don't know.
4: No, I will say Micah Parsons does the best in Brandon Thorne's true sack rate and true pressure rate. Uh, which Brandon Thorne measures not just how many pressures you get, but which offensive lineman do you get them against? And Micah Parsons is the best in, in that, which is interesting.
3: Okay, last thing, because we only have 30 seconds. We're going to throw out a wild scenario. Is there a possibility that a person with the most second-place votes in MVP, like a, I don't know, Christian McCaffrey, will somehow weasel his way in because he has the most second place votes and it's a one, two, three, four, five system.
4: And no, enough people. No, at this no. point, I can't imagine that
3: it's not going to be at least 45 out of the 50 people voting for them. Okay, there you go. I don't even have to ask the wrestling question. There you go. Aaron Schatz from FTN, uh, the creator of not only Football Outsiders back in the day, but the inventor of DVOA. Aaron, thank you so much, man. It's always a pleasure, always fascinating. And good luck figuring out all, well, who you're going to vote for. Sounds good. It's a tough year, man. It's a tough year. My man, Aaron Shots at F-O, oh, excuse me, pardon me, at Aaron Shots, is it A-Shots NFL? A-Shots NFL.
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-QX80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. (sighs)
6: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: This week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly, and they'll get the NBA League Pass for the rest of the season. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Gil Alexander and Kelly Bidlet live from Bar Canada at the D. It's a numbers game. Uh, before we get to Will Hill and all of his plays this weekend in the uh, NFL and the College Football National Championship, um, we were talking to Aaron Schatz through that break as well. And we got a question on Twitter. We get tweets at Beating the book. We'll get to all the tweets later. But Nevad Azers, I wanted to to single out because he had asked last week, he goes, hey, when Aaron Schatz comes on, can you ask him about the process? Mm -hmm. And I failed to do so on air. But his question was, hey, Gil, Happy New Year. Any chance a Schatz can clarify how the voting process works for them? My question from last week. So Aaron was kind enough to answer that, which was the biggest distinction is between the Hall of Fame voters and the awards voters. The Hall of Fame voters get together in a room. And decide who the five players are, or the 15 finalists are, and then the five people who actually get into the Hall of Fame are inducted every year. In a room, he's not part of that, by the way. Aaron is not part of that, but he'd love to be a part of that. The AP voters for the awards just do it via email. They're ele- they they have to send in the their awards in one group and their um, All Pro team in another. But the AP is the AP voters for the awards. It's just it's just via email. And they're allowed to talk to each other if they want, but Aaron says he doesn't. Yeah, you'd have to know who they are too,
5: and all that. Honestly, I'm more surprised by the Hall of Fame guys getting getting <laughs> Get together, together like, in a room. That's, like that's cool to hear. Actually, like that—that's how they do it. I think it would be great if they did that with the awards uh, as well. But no, that doesn't surprise me at all. I, his answer wasn't surprising—that they all just email him. In. Yeah, Hall- and, and, and I, I think that that part on comeback, like I mean, he said it. I mean, how many how many guys are just gonna feel the pressure? because they it's, don't
3: I brought that up once cuz yes. they don't want to be the one if it happens to leak out right he even
5: say <laughs> it's so great it honestly might be a better bet now than it ever was
3: Tomorrow. Yeah,
5: just, the just cur- the because the current of number, and I, I just think there's going to be a lot of that.
3: Because you don't know if it's going to come out that 48 people voted for him, and
5: who are the two that didn't? It's a witch hunt. If you're concerned about that at all, why risk it, right? Like you, you're probably choosing between three or four guys anyways. Like Aaron, uh, just laid out, and it's going to be too easy to just be like, bah, tomorrow, Hamlin, move on.
3: I feel, I feel like we're clarifying a couple of things today. One is, I think that. And I think that again, we have Jason Weingarten on later. I know there's a lot of Kobe Turner buzz this morning, but we're gonna we're gonna expose why this happened with Kobe Turner this morning coming up. Uh, Will Hill joins us. He is, of course, the star of uh, not only many a VSN program, but mainly the "Beating the Book" Megapod and the Bear Bets podcast, both college and pro football versions. You can follow him on Twitter at not the Will Hill, and he's got his own podcast back called
7: "Should've Bet More." Will Hill, how you doing, man? Ily, what's going on? Yeah, had had the bear Chris Fleek on yesterday. Had you on a few weeks ago, so it's been fun, sort of despite the lackluster guests. But uh, I will have Aaron Schott <laughs> on tomorrow, and I, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm I'm not going to let him be wishy-washy. I'm going to bu- I'm oh. going to bully him in some answers. So uh, actually, I booked him over the weekend. I didn't know you were having him on, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to grill him a little bit more than you did. You're you're not going to you're not going to bully him out of anything. I mean, that was the one thing that he said, like right before
3: the segment. He's like, I'm going to have to be a little coy on some of this. Because he's, he just, he's, as the closer it gets, the more coy he gets.
5: But you can bully him. We'll see what happens. Him and Sando were both great about that. Like, yeah. it was, it, yeah. you could tell, because, like, the Heisman voters, they get told to shut up, I think, at a certain point. And there's a thousand of them. Right. I mean, there's a thousand. So, so of them. Dumb there's only with 50 them. of these. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, what did you think about Comeback? Did did that sound to you like it's Hamlin? Like, I mean, do you believe in that thing where it's like, uh, I don't want to be shamed, so I'm going to bet on him, I'm going to vote on him?
7: Probably did he mention? I'm sure he mentioned it. Did he mention if the if the votes are public or he, he's worried it'll get out? He's wor- that, that was definitely.
3: If they're not public, yeah. they the only okay. way they would be is if there was some kind of witch hunt about that, right? Where it's like, yeah, those are my words, not his. Where it's like, hey, everybody voted for Hamlin
7: except for one person. Let's find out who that is. You know. It'll probably be Hamlin. I don't know if Flacco's playing this week. If that even matters. I mean, Flacco's a great story. I, I, I'm I'm kind of where it's a coin toss with Hamlin Flacco. Maybe 55-45 after hearing that that it's Hamlin over Flacco. I don't think it's anybody else. I knew he threw out Lamar. I don't think Baker Mayfield will win it. So it's yeah. probably those two guys. If you've got good positions on Flacco, yeah. um, you you can just pretty confidently I would think unload on Hamlin and. I don't think there's a third candidate that's going to steal, it, and vice versa. If you got a good number on Hamlin, you can play Flacco. Not that the, there were outrageous prices on Hamlin, but more so if you have Flacco at 100 to one. I know those people had him 250 to one, you know, 60 to one, all the way down to to whatever he is now. Uh, th- there is a nice, pretty clean hedge there. I would think. Is that what
3: you were texting about this morning? Or are you are you debating how to hedge that, or was that something else this morning?
7: No, I was curious the defensive rookie of the year because that's a market I don't I don't really know a lot about. I haven't followed. I think I, I put in Carter and a couple other guys, really small bets earlier in the year where I, I just I haven't tracked that. I'm not that interested in it. I don't I don't know how to judge that. I don't. There's not a lot of buzz about those guys. There's not ways to measure those guys. It's it's hard to measure defense anyway. But the the movement is interesting and you know if you have multiple books, there are some that haven't really adjusted yet. I'm curious that the Kobe Turner case here this is really interesting but I guess Anderson would be the guy that could steal it. I know Car- uh, Aaron said he's still leaning towards Carter. I just thought thought it was interesting the line movement.
3: Yeah, I mean <clears throat> and he's coming on later, but I mean I I I've sort of hinted at it where oh. j- this is Jason, right? Like Jason Weingarten is coming up. This more. is this is how you know, we think about these things as these broad things. But when it comes to awards markets, particularly something like Defensive Rookie of the Year, which is arguably the least talked about in terms of everything we've talked yes. about all year. So Jason who, Weingarten, who's coming in, frequent guest of the show, regular guest twice a week, um, gambling porn, as you once called it, he, yes. he basically requested Kobe Turner. Very sure did. And yeah. so... After he he got back from the post office. After he got back from the post office, (laughs) he was like, oh, one more thing. Could you get me Kobe Turner on a betting board? And so, you know, he has a case for it, right? Because Kobe Turner's had this unbelievable season that has gone off, not talked about by most. I'll raise my hand. I haven't really talked about it. So there's a case for it, it. But what happens is this buzz is created. Oh, my God, Kobe Turner. What do you think about Kobe Turner? But it's just one dude
7: requesting him. I wonder if the odds being more public now and, you know, you sit there on Christmas night, everything on Twitter was the odds shifting with the MVP. I wonder if the odds being more public and gambling being more prevalent, if there's a – if that factors in, if there's a self-serving, a self-fulfilling prophecy where these voters, these writers see, oh, Kobe Turner's near the top. Maybe I should vote for Turner. Maybe this guy's near the top. I wonder wonder if that factors into it. I don't know that it does, but it's just an interesting aspect of it with, you know, the the odds being more just – around now well
3: that's why i was joking like you know in brock purdy before the baltimore game i was like it's brock purdy propaganda week on a numbers game you know so it's it's part of that right part of that happens
5: and with those guys too like turner and will anderson it's just been like the past couple weeks right like you're talking three and a half sacks over the past two games for kobe turner yeah they put him at nine on the season will anderson uh he's had four in the past two weeks to take him to seven on the season so now like their sack numbers are way
3: up yeah
7: um will week 18 have you made bets I've made a lot, I, I you know, I, I really think it, there's a theme here where these teams that need the game, there's a tax on a lot of their lines. I don't, I don't even know where to start to me. I'll start with the game. that I think there's the most interesting, uh, you touched on it yesterday, the Ravens and the Steelers. There are so many moving parts with this game because in 2019, the Ravens Ravens were in the same position. They had a buy the final week of the season, a buy in the playoffs. They played the Steelers the final week in the season. They rested all their guys, and, and they actually won the game with RG3. The great the RG3, three, baby. That's right. Yes. But they lost in the first round of the playoffs with, with a three-week rest. Now, you look at it. They played Miami uh, New Year's Eve, December 31st. The division round isn't until January 20th, January 21st. Do you really want to sit your guys for 22 days? Um, I, I don't know about that. But the other aspect of it, especially when it didn't work last time when you lost right away in the playoffs, but the other aspect of it, If you're Baltimore, do you want to weaken the field? Do you kind of want to let Pittsburgh in? Hey, I'd rather have them in than Buffalo. Um, Again, you go back to just the line. Plus, I think the fours are gone. It's plus three and a half. If these teams were both equally healthy and motivated – Baltimore at home is, what, eight, nine-point favorites? There's at least seven on a neutral field. You give them a couple points for home field, so you got like a 14-point adjustment. Huntley's not a bad backup. I mean, he's one of the better backup quarterbacks. You could say he's the, maybe the best backup quarterback in the league. Plus, these teams, I think when they have nothing to play for, they get a little boost from being home. Like, if you're on the road, maybe you just die and say, all right, Pittsburgh, you know, win your game, go to the playoffs. So I think at home, you play a little harder just naturally, and you have mentioned Hardball likes to win every game, preseason game. So uh, I do like Pittsburgh. I think that's a fascinating game. I, I think your Washington team. I think that's too many points. Dallas out, on the road, outdoors, playing on grass, out of their environment where they just they score a million points. I know they didn't last week, but uh, a few of these lines are just to me too high. Bears-Packers is another one, and who the hell are the Jaguars to be laying five on the road to anybody? <laughs> you know, with either Lawrence who's banged up or Bethard. Uh, so to me, these teams, the, the, this motivation is completely like way overpriced into the market.
3: By the way, you said I like Pittsburgh at the end. You meant I like Baltimore at the end. I do like Baltimore, yes. Okay. Uh, And then national championship uh, on Monday, of course, uh, Michigan four-and-a-half-point favorites uh, against U-Dub. What do you like there?
7: I don't think I've been too guilty of overlooking Washington. Like I liked the other night with the points. I thought that was a coin flip game. I just think Michigan's going to be able to line up and run the ball for like six, seven yards a clip. I think Michigan wins the game. Harbaugh wins his championship, rides off into the sunset. I'm fascinated to watch Penix and those receivers versus the Michigan defense. I just think Michigan's too many points. Uh, They're going to score too many points. I like Michigan team total over as well. Team total over. Okay.
3: Will, um, congratulations on the podcast again. And here's hoping you get better guests than the schmuck like me. Step Appreciate it up, Aaron. Shots right, on the next. Should have been. Uh, Should have bet more. At not the Will Hill on Twitter.
8: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v Our number two of a
3: numbers game at Visa. the sports betting network, v the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However you're taking us in this morning, we certainly do appreciate it. We never take it for granted. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Midland live from Barcanada here at the D, the Barrage downtown las vegas
5: I, you've gotten so that's just gotten so in the rhythm of how you well uh rejoined the show now oh, yeah I, I, we ever gonna uh, do the definition of that
3: <laughs> i want i, I want to do it to the yeah well barca in spanish is the barrage that's why there, we there call we that go. so i just i at some point i want Derek stevens to be like why is everybody calling this the barrage i don't get it um okay we still have to come this hour uh we're going to talk to jason wygarden uh, who is betting Kobe Turner for Defensive Player of the Year. We'll talk to him. We'll talk about another, I was mentioning all the uh, exact as I have in the Super Bowl earlier on the show. We'll talk about another prop bet that Circa has put up here that is far more straightforward. Yeah. Which is interesting to talk about a little later on. And this gentleman to my right, the great Kelly Bidlin, has golf
5: bets. That's right. It's back, baby. Long shots. What's up? Call it's long called shots. long shots. Yeah, me at West uh, yesterday ran through everything for the, the century Turn. Not the Century Uh, Tournament of Champions, the
3: Century Tournament. Oh. Big name change. Big distinction.
5: (laughs) Big name change.
3: All right, so we got golf bets coming up. But first, ladies and gentlemen, a man who actually played the game. Uh, He was a uh, first-round draft pick of the Atlanta Falcons back in 1991. National champion of Colorado. He is VEASAN's
8: own Mike Pritchard. How you doing, Mike? I'm great. Happy New Year, or or can I say it? I mean, are we too deep in the New Year now? Kelly is the arbiter. You have till Friday. You're you're allowed <laughs> okay. till Friday,
5: Mike, and then and then I you got to cut sure. it off. I can't hear Hang any on. of it on Monday.
8: He gets right.
3: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he gets very angry if you exceed these these limits. <laughs> yeah. It's very. It's a tough tough gig over here with him. Uh sure, let, sure. Let's start with we don't we don't often talk with you about college football. We did earlier in the season with your buddy Dion in Colorado. Let's bookend it with the national championship. Um, do you have any thoughts on Michigan and Washington? Michigan favored by four and a half.
8: You know, initially, um, Michigan, w- once they got to overtime, I was just like, okay, Michigan has way too much offense uh, for Alabama. I mean, I don't know how many collection of plays Alabama would have in a red zone situation that way. Um, but yeah, I think Harbaugh has done an excellent job and that coaching staff, certainly when Harbaugh was gone, uh, they demonstrated the, the confidence needed. Uh, and the interim head coach at the time, and, and certainly offensive coordinator, uh, and that trust factor. So, uh, you really got to lean on their their offense that way. And then defensively, uh, I, I think they're a physical, physical bunch. Uh, and that's something that Washington's going to have to contend with. Uh, Washington's going to uh, limp in there a little bit. Uh, and then some questionable coaching, too, from the board a little bit, too, that has me um, not as confident as I, I, I should be because Penix is unbelievable. The wide receivers are unbelievable. The one-on-one situations, if Washington can create those, then you can see a way Washington can kind of go up and down the field. But uh, I, think, I think Michigan uh, has the personnel and certainly the coaching uh, to get the job done in the National Championship.
3: I'm putting you on the spot for this because I don't know how, how much you've watched of each of these guys for the whole college football season. But when you look at a guy like Michael Penix, do you yeah. immediately say, oh, he's going to be successful at the next level?
8: So here's where it gets difficult, because everybody looks at the, the arm strength, the, the, the presence in the pocket, uh, the processor, right, the, the arm slot. I mean, we, we're going to get enamored with all those terms, and certainly all these draft experts are going to use those terms. But the biggest factor in terms of determining if a quarterback passes or fails or becomes a franchise quarterback or not is the spotlight. You know, can can a guy handle the spotlight? Can the guy handle adversity? Can the particular quarterback understand what it takes to get better in the National Football League? Because let's face it, fellas, when when you're a guy like Pennix or if you're any top level player. Football came easy for you in, in high school. Right. And then sometimes it comes easy to you in college. But in the National Football League, it doesn't come easy for you. Uh, and you have to find a way to get better. You have to find a way to evolve. And a lot of these guys, they think they've arrived and they or they don't know how to get better or, or help themselves get better. Tom Brady, until the day he stopped playing, was always trying to get better as a player. Uh, and it drove him. Uh, and so to me, those are the intangibles. So to answer your question, I mean, if Penix possesses those intangibles, which I, I kind of think he does because you know the, the injury history, then yeah, I, I definitely think he has a chance to succeed.
3: Yeah, and for those who think that that's not a a clear answer, I, I think that's probably the right answer, which is, and Dr. Bob used to say it all the time when he would do it via analytics, he'd be like, you know what, you can't project from one level to the next. He said the only thing that somewhat is... Is, is is something that you can take as accuracy, like completion percentage. He said there was something mm-hmm. to that. Like you can't just all of a sudden get accurate. Now we saw Josh Allen sort of change that for a year and now maybe gone back to what he was before. But that's essentially the only thing. Otherwise, it's just what you were just saying. It's the nebulous intangible of... Will they be? Do they have the mindset for this? Because the the physical
8: talent is obviously there. So, it, right, right. I'll, yeah. I'll give you a little background. Like Josh Allen, for instance, you know, his but below sixty completion percentage in college, but this is a guy who sent letter after letter after letter to Division one schools saying, "Hey, give me a chance." And so finally, Wyoming did that. You go all the way back to Joe Montana. He completed under sixty percent of his passes at Notre Dame, but yet he turned into a Hall of Famer. Brett Favre couldn't hit. You know, anything, really. He was throwing fastballs all the time. But yet, he evolved and turned into a Hall of Famer. And so, you know, those are the kind of situations where, yeah, accuracy, you can improve on it. These guys work on uh, their accuracy time and time again. I just mentioned Tom Brady worked on his accuracy his entire career. I mean, you, you kind of have to because that that is a unique skill set right there.
3: Brett Favre, first interception, pick six, Andre Collins, Falcon <laughs> Skins, 1991, RFK Stadium. Right. Pritch, you and me were in the same building. We were uh, that, that ball hit off my hand. <laughs> it did it. It did hit <laughs> off it your did. hands. That's right. I'm like I'm gonna work with that guy one day. Uh, okay, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the last week of the NFL season, week 18. Uh, I'm curious, have you ever had you ever been in the position in your career where you had to you had nothing to play for? Like because I remember those Falcons teams that, that made the playoffs. Maybe you were, and it, whether you were or not, how do you what do you, how do you think? You know, John Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan and to some other extent, like guys like Sean McVay, where the Rams, it's either the six or seven seed, like they don't really have anything to play for either. So there's, there's a bunch of moving parts with a lot of teams. How do you think optimally they should and will?
8: Well, it's all about health uh, at this point. It's no different than the beginning of the year. Um, you know, a lot of teams kind of feel like they need to keep that momentum going uh, and, and rightly so. I, but I, I think you can take care of the the business side of things. Uh, like say if you're you know you're Detroit and you want to keep the you know the momentum going, uh, you you keep the guys in there as long as you can. Uh, Michael Lombardi I think pointed this out or somebody did, but in terms of you know the, the the rosters are depleted from preseason too, so you only have 53 guys and and you got certain guys that are active they're going to be active, uh, so you can't really go out there uh, as a preseason game. So mentally you have to stay sharp. You're going to play after this week. Uh, outside the two teams that got the the buy, so I I, I hope they don't use tissue uh, in this situation, Gill, and meaning that okay, let's let's give uh, this let's bubble wrap our key guys because we don't want them to get hurt. I mean, I think at this point you didn't approach the season that way, so why would you approach the last game of the year that way? Just get everybody ready to play mentally and physically, and then during the course of the game, uh, if you have to sub out and take some guys out, do that uh, to help yourselves for the playoffs.
3: What is your instinct, let's take Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy who had this terrible game against Baltimore and a lot of people think, you know, okay, he might be a little mentally fragile now, there's that, and then there's Lamar Jackson for, you know, maybe on the cusp of his second MVP, but not a guy with historical playoff success, you, Mike Pritchard head coach, if you put on your head coach hat for either of these two guys, how
8: would you proceed with these two guys for week 18? uh lamar jackson rest <laughs> uh I, I i trust him um i i haven't had lamar jackson in the month of december or january the last two years uh so absolutely and, and the way he's playing right now too uh he's hot he understands the offense but he's using utilizing his legs uh, i do not want to miss happen and injury history for my franchise too suggests that i should rest a lamar uh, jackson brock purdy I, they, he's everything uh, outside of Christian McCaffrey, right? They're going to rest Christian. Um, but resting Brock, I, I think he starts uh, and then maybe gets out of there, right? Uh, and But it's going to be one of those controlled game plans where you're not going to utilize Brock. You're not going to put him in harm's way uh, if you don't have to, those kind of things. I mean, San Francisco can run the ball. We know that. Uh, and then on the other side, I mean, you just never know what the Rams are going to do, too, in terms of everybody. But I, for Brock Purdy, I, I think playing a half or maybe even a quarter he's got to understand what the intensity is going to be like and certainly get a feel uh, of those game situations. I mean, if they throw him out there raw uh, as the number one seed, I mean, who knows what can happen? Because like you mentioned, Uh, We did see some adversity set in against Baltimore.
3: Yeah, and McCaffrey already ruled out for this weekend's game with the Niners. That's interesting because we we do think of it as either or, but it is a, you know, maybe you play for a half or a couple possessions and then you go out. If Lamar Jackson came to John Harbaugh and said, hey, coach, we tried this in 2019, I didn't play in week 18, and then we ended up losing, I want to play a little bit in this game, what would you say to him?
8: I think Harbaugh said, "Okay, you know, just be careful. I, I trust you. I, I think you know, coach and player, uh, and this is forgotten a lot of times is is that trust factor. Uh, you know, Jacksonville kind of ran into that with with uh, Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Like, I, look, you're banged up, you, you shouldn't be playing, but yet I trust you, and then uh, okay, that cost us. But no, I, they've they've had a long enough relationship talking about Harbaugh uh, and Lamar Jackson to where that trust factor and uh, is going to exist." Uh, and then you just wonder how far they're going to take it, though. Like, uh, if we're only going to play a quarter, what's the point of that, right?
3: Last forty-five seconds. I come to you from the future, from February thirteenth, uh-huh. and I say, hey, Bridge, uh, one of the Ravens or Niners didn't make the Super Bowl. Who's the team that did?
8: Man, you get me with these questions. You know that. You know, I, I think <laughs> the most dangerous, the most dangerous wild card team out there would be Cleveland. Okay. Um and, and yeah, I, I I think outside of the, the number one seeds making it, you know, you got Cleveland uh, as a as a team on a rise right now.
3: I think Cleveland has supplanted Buffalo as sort of the answer to that question here in the recent yeah. weeks.
8: That defense, man.
3: It feels that way. Pritch, yeah. thank you so much. Always appreciate it. All right, guys, have a great one. Mike Pritchard, everybody, at M I Pritchard on the old Twitter machine. Kelly and I'll talk some more NFL on the other side and We'll finally get to your tweets. That's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel Save the date at new-qx80.com 2025 QX80 coming this summer
1: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose Take a break And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
2: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious.
3: Hey, uh, prior to making your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every NFL or bowl game? Well, the betting splits page, which we're talking about the championship game, is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. We're always improving our betting splits page as well, and recently added soccer
5: betting splits from around the globe. That's right. For example, today at 1015 Pacific Time, you could bet on Celta Vigo or Real Betis in La Liga, actually. I don't know
3: what he said either. But it's La Liga, so you can go from there. Betting splits. Yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you smarter bet a year-round. Check him out. Today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com slash splits. Who's
5: playing in La Liga? Celta Vigo and Real Betis. Y'all got that? Yeah, yeah, you got it. We
3: get tweets at meeting the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Jonathan Sears uh, yo, boys! I've got the uh, Jets least points scored sixty to one from before the season, and they've scored fifteen more points than Carolina.
5: Well, I saw this tweet. Can
3: okay. you think of any way to head/slash make profit on this? I would have to think okay, about that for a second. Okay, they scored fifteen
5: more 15 points more. than the Panthers. Yeah, so he wants to lock in. I mean, you could mess around with team totals this weekend.
3: Can? Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, yeah. There's probably a way. You just mess around with team totals.
3: None of which are available currently, or yeah. maybe team totals are at some shops, but Jonathan, I'll have to give that some uh, thought to give you the best possible answer there. Kevin Ryan, Gil, kudos to your guest Jim Root, who came on yesterday. James Patrick Root, who came on yesterday and gave three college basketball winners. What a way to transition from football to basketball with a 3-0 and evening. There love the go. show. Thank you very much. Thank you to Jim Root from Three Man Weave. Rick Olier. Hey, guys. Happy New Year's. I was wondering if uh, there'll be any special investigations in 2024. I've been hearing rumors of a big tennis tourney down under, but don't want to speculate until I hear confirmation from ANG. Let's ride. Yes, uh, special numbers game investigation does reveal that the first of tennis's slams begins in a couple weeks. Cannot wait. Um, I've been betting late night on uh, Brisbane and Auckland and uh, the United Cup,
5: but like not massively. Where are the, where are they playing the United Cup at?
3: You know what? That's a good question. I don't even
5: like <laughs> is that in in Australia to help uh, like to help good. these guys out? I have
3: no idea. Oh no, they're all down there for sure. They're all down. They're all in Australia. United Cup is where is it exactly? I don't want to make up something.
5: Yeah, sorry. It's yeah, in no, Perth. No that's right. It's in
3: Perth. Okay. It's on the other side of Australia. I mean, that would make sense. Perth is like the same s- region. region. It's super remote though, Perth. Right, but it's yeah. on the other side. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Do 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 do. Prime time. Cowboys underscore Cubs one. I'm sorry, this is Kelly Bidlin talking. I'm sorry. Am I crazy? But if Mark Mosley could win NFL MVP while making only 20 of 21 field goals during the regular season, how can Brandon Aubrey not win NFL Offensive Player of the Year while being perfect? Aubrey's 149 points are better than Pookie, uh, Puka's 30 points, but as Fat Mike proves, math is hard. <laughs> Al, um, you know what? That's a great tweet. Aubrey's been incredible. Well, first of all, Mark Mosley, just for historical context, 1982 was a strike season. There were only nine regular season games. And Mark Mosley, at that time, single-bar face mask. I want to point out, that's how long ago this was. He was the last guy to wear a single-bar face mask. He, at that time, had a record record. 27 made field goals in a row, which in 1982 blew our minds. <laughs> blew our minds. He, by the way, he was a straight-on kicker as well. I was just going to well. ask that. I was just going to Straight-on kicker, yeah. single bar. He was your NFL MVP in the strike short in 1982 now, season. Now, was
5: this the era where were, were they were they starting to divide the kickers on that? Like, were, were there still? Were oh, he there, was the
3: last. He was the last. I think so there okay. was like I think one other guy also was straight, straight away forward. at oh, that okay. point, but like he was the last good one. And then everybody else else was soccer style from that point on. You know why? Because it's smarter. Right, right. Um. But Brandon Aubrey, like, n- not enough has been made of him. No.
5: He hasn't is, missed a single thing. He
3: is a robotic. He did miss an extra point, I think, early in the he season. He did? I think oh, so. I, he I think any. he missed an extra okay. point. I might be wrong about that, but I think he did. But field goals, he hasn't missed one. And he's like 34 of 34, I believe. Is that what he said? Yeah. Something like that. So what if. Like, would you be shocked? We haven't talked about him for offense player of the year. Would you be shocked if, like, he got a bunch of votes, and he's like stare? He's right in front of us, and we're and he's he's hiding
5: in clear daylight. Uh, yes, I would be shocked if he got a bunch of votes. I wouldn't be. He's actually missed three extra points. three extra points. Wow. Okay. Okay. I would not be shocked.
3: He deserves votes, quite frankly. Is he even available? Or are we going to have to Jason Weingartner no, request for him? He's definitely
5: not up there. He's definitely right.
3: not. Jason Wygant coming up on the show next. By the way,
5: but well, like that's—I mean, like, w- w- isn't it almost every year in the NFL like a kicker leads in points? Like that's not a—but it's not about the points. It's about the fact that he hasn't missed. He's automatic. Well, the, they... he's automatic. Well, they need to come up with a special teams player of the year award <laughs> then.
3: I just threw a Prince uh, lyric at you, <laughs> "Nick Papa uh, have you dug in any tennis yet this year? Any plays for today? I have, but you know what happens, Nick Papa Giorgio? I just want to say your name. Um, it's it's overnight in Australia, so if I do play them, I make them after the show. Um, any is, any that I do make will get on the veason.com slash picks page.
5: That's, uh, what's the kid's name? It's Rusty's, Rusty from Vegas Vacations, uh, fake ID name. It's Nick, Nick Papa Giorgio. Nick Papa Giorgio? Yeah,
3: yeah. He was also the guy where Chevy Chase, looked, when they crashed in the desert, and. Uh, and he says, Dad, you might, we must have gone 50 yards. <laughs> and Chevy Chase goes, nothing to be proud of, son. <laughs> nothing to be proud of, Russ. And then he, he looks up in the air, he goes, 50 yards. <laughs> Vegas Valquise. Oh, Darren Revelle uh, tweeted that a, a later version of Plinko board just sold for $21,000 this year. Vegas Valquise said, congrats on the new purchase, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers, guys. Uh, Happy New Year, Gilgis and Kelly. Great having Aaron on the show. Question for the three of you. Seeing what happened to the Bills last season, should we take heat and tread lightly with the Niners and Ravens Super Bowl futures? Well, you are welcome to tread lightly. I am not. And as Aaron Schatz just pointed out, these are historically great football teams. And I don't think in the moment we really appreciate how great they are. Now, you can say, oh, that's one man's metric. It is one man's metric. But it ought to give you a good indication of even if you don't agree with them blindly about how good they are. We're talking 2007 Patriots. This is every play. 1991 skins, which, by the way, when you add postseason, they are the greatest team of all time, the 91 skins. 85 Bears are in there. I think there was one other team, the 2010 Pats. And then these two. Ravens third. Niners sixth. And it has everything to do with what Aaron was talking about, the way that they've blown out quality opposition. And in terms of playing each other, how the Ravens blew out the Niners. Uh, Rich PSM's on the on the Browns bandwagon. He says, Gil, you need some Browns exposure, man. Totally different offense now with a legit quarterback who's won a Super Bowl, Cooper Najoku, and a defense they know, Lamar, and they already beat him at home without Flacco, 18-1 to to make the Super Bowl, 30-1 to versus the Niners.
5: You know how good Fl- Joe Flacco's been? He's been so good. That people are going to be shocked when he goes out there and has an absolute stinker of a game. My man, that's exactly like, what I'm thinking. It is at some point. I'm that's sorry, exactly what I'm thinking. Like Joe, Joe, I just, I just dropped in I'm sorry for you, prime time. But uh, like Joe Flacco was not that good at the end of his regular career, and like now, we, like we're all just assuming based off of these four or five weeks that he's going to be amazing in the playoffs. I, I would just be careful with that.
3: Jesse Welch, call me uh, prisoner of the moment, but this year's Comeback Player of the Year might be the most insane award ever bet on. Are we going to have any clue who's winning it, heading into awards night? We're not. Heading into awards night, we will not. We will only know uh, until the player shows up present at the uh, actual thing, if they actually go to this. February 8th, by the way, before the Super Bowl is when these are announced. Michael Burns, do you uh, two have
5: your SAG cards after your commercial appearance? And does Kelly use the same coffee cup every day? <laughs> no no different coffee cup for sure because I, I switch up coffee places too
3: for, the, um, for those who missed it what's the, the bill 80 it's the Bill 80 commercial the Visa newsletter promo where Kelly and I are in it for two two and a half seconds
5: Back to mail.
3: And the reason ladies and gentlemen is because Kelly Bidlin overacted he over all he had to do was nod and acknowledge and he did one of these he's like,
5: and, and and like they basically takes, said, all right? they basically said
3: get him out of there. <laughs> And so that's why
5: we're doing in 19 takes for James and Dakota whoever else is over here. We
3: should get our sad cards for that though. Bruce Biggin took the field last summer for comeback player. So give Hamlin the Nobel Prize and let every and let anyone else win. Plus 135 he said. Uh 3 jack H3131. Happy New Year. I can still say that, right? What does the uh, most talked about golf podcast? Oh, when does it return? The most talked about golf podcast. I could use some different action. It's out, right? It's up. Call it's called for the century. Uh, Benjamin Schott got to watch the weather at Baltimore on Saturday. Solid 20 to 25-mile-per-hour winds with higher gusts and rain, snow, mix, whole game. New England game also to watch for weather concerns. Hey, he's got his Doppler out. And then finally, last name Nash. If Jason wants to submit an applicant for an award, he should send a handwritten letter to the books and have it delivered by your neighborhood friends at the post office. We all know that's the quickest way for them
5: to read your submission. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to him. So, so what? So he had a book that just didn't have him listed? Jason Weingarten, who's a Rams guy,
3: said to me yesterday, he's like, look, I'm voting on a Rams player for a rookie of the year, and it's not Puka Nakua. He says, I'm I'm doing it on Kobe Turner, and look at how his odds have moved. And I go, did you do this? And he goes, "Uh, yeah, maybe. So he requested it. It wasn't a Kobe Turner wasn't up there. He got it requested, he made a bet, and then it moved markedly. And now the world is like, what about Kobe Turner for Defensive Player of the Year? So we're going to Defensive Rookie of the Year, I should say. Uh, We will talk to Jason about that. Jalen Carter still is your favorite. Kobe Turner is what, plus 650 now, thanks to Jason?
5: Yeah, right around there. Yeah, seven to one draft. The man responsible
3: on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa in the Sports Betting Network.
1: Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services.
2: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya, in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.